Get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. Get ready, get ready for a tea time and filter with your girl loving tea. Spilling all this hot tea on this podcast read. So get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. From tea time and filter with your girl loving tea. Hey, tea sippers. I hope you guys are doing good today. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. And I have my special guest in the house tonight, BL Sherelle. BL, say what's up to the people. Hey, guys. Hi. So, as we was talking, now, if you guys remember back on May 14th, 2022, me and BL came together and we had talked about the whole Young Thug Rico case with Gunna and about 28 Associates. And um, literally, Tigro Damas and BL Damas, we called everything. If you go back and listen to the podcast that we did seven months ago, it is eerie how many things came to pass that we talked about in that podcast. Yep. We, we'll never get props because we're not men. We'll never get props because we're not DJ Sloppy Demics or, you know, WAC 100. But it's okay. The T-SIP is recognized the real. <laughs> Yes, I mean, we don't even got to do this one. Y'all can just go back and listen to the old one for real, for real. Exactly. Yeah. It is so much going on right now. So as we all know, when I did my live stream yesterday, Gunner was getting released from jail. He's been in jail um, damn near eight months. And so they gave him a five-year sentence, but they said that they were only going to, they were going to let him off with a year credit and then the rest would be a suspended probation. And so a lot of people were really shocked about that because this is a RICO case. Now, what was even more interesting, I'm going to go ahead and once again release and once again read his statement that was put out to the press. So this is what's causing a lot of controversy for a lot of people on social media right now. So Gunna says this, when I became affiliated with YSL in 2016, I did not consider it a gang, more like a group of people from Metro Atlanta who had common interests and artistic aspirations. My focus of YSL was entertainment, rap artists who wrote and performed music that exaggerated and glorified urban life in the Black community. While I have agreed to always be truthful, I want to make it perfectly clear that I have not made any statements, I have not been interviewed, and I have not cooperated, and I have not agreed to testify or be a witness for or against any party in the case and have absolutely no intention of being involved in the trial process in any way. He also goes on to say, I have chosen to end my own RICO case with an Alfred plea and end my personal ordeal by publicly acknowledging my association with YSL. An Alfred plea in my case is the entry of a guilty plea to the one charge against me which is in my best interest, while at the same time maintaining my innocence towards the same charge. I love and cherish my association with YSL music and will and always will. I look at this as an opportunity to give back to my community and educate young men and women that gangs and violence only lead to destruction. Okay, so that is, that is a lot to dissect in that. And they made sure to write not in all caps, you know, um, because he knows people are looking at this like, yo, you snitched, you you folded. What's up? So let's start here. 
what exactly is an Alfred plea? Because I've never heard of this. And most of these, you know, online uh, bootleg lawyers and prosecutors, they can't seem to explain it either. So mm -hmm. I want to know if you could explain that for us. So an Alfred plea, I will say most people, when they use it, it's because they're genuine. Because otherwise you could just do a regular plea. It's no, you know, no real difference. The main difference is that you are maintaining your innocence. You're saying, hey, I didn't do this. I'm innocent of this, but the evidence would likely lead to me being guilty. So because of that, because of the evidence um, having a high probability of producing a guilty verdict, I'm going to plead guilty, but I am innocent. That's what an alpha plea is. Okay. But then let me ask you, can that be used at any time? So let's say I'm out here moving weight and selling drugs and, you know, doing my little dirt on the side, but not really doing big, big dirt. Can I then enter into an Alfred plea? Or is that given when they just feel like you're a small fish in the operation? So let's just give you this plea. So a plea in general is all going to be, you can only get a plea if they give it to you, right? Mm. So in general, you can't call the shots on which plea you want to get. Oh. Um, I, if you remember from the beginning of the gunner situation, I was telling you, his the things that they had on him did not equal up. Remember, I was like, that might actually be a crack in the case, or they might be trying to get him to rule because he mm -hmm. didn't have real like criminality in his situation. So right. I'm guessing that they allowed him to, you know, enter the alpha plea because they because they know that basically. Mm -hmm. Um, they know that you know he probably didn't have much to do with the whole uh gang activity at large, and because of that, they're gonna allow him to offer alpha plea, but it doesn't matter because you still have to do a lot of the things that he did in the plea, which is um state that you're guilty of whatever you're being charged with. You have to state that that's a part of the process of taking a plea. Mm. And yeah, because remember when he was his only charge at the time was being in the car with young thug. Right. And they found the guns and the drugs. There was another car behind them. Right. But I don't even think before this, Gunner really had a criminal record. I might be mistaken. Yeah, I don't think he did. I don't know, though. But I don't mm -hmm. think he did. But when he, the, the first case, I, I want to say in 2017, it was the stolen gun with the pills in the car, the drugs in the car. Mm -hmm. Then in 2018, that was a speeding ticket. But the car behind them had the AK-47 and all that stuff. And in my opinion, I, I don't know, but I feel like Gunna is a civilian. I don't feel like he's really a part of that. I feel like he's a rapper. He's a rapper that's, you know, aligned with a gang. And for that, he got to pay the price now. It's sad, but it's true. Yeah. So a lot of people are definitely coming at his head. Um, little Boosie came out and says he considers him a snitch. Uh, Whack 100 has been saying this. Takashi 69 caught it seven months ago when they first got arrested. He was saying, Gun is going to roll over. He's going to roll over. He's going to tell. Um, so, right now, they're talking about it on Clubhouse. Um, little Boosie made a statement. So, I'm going to go ahead and play both of these clips here so that way we can hear them. And I'm going to share my screen with you. So, give me just a second here. I became affiliated with myself around 2016. Is that true as it pertains to you, Mr. Kitchens? Yes, ma'am. YSL is a music label and a game, and you have personal knowledge that members or associates of YSL have committed crimes in front of the game. Yes, ma'am. You 
Jeffrey Williams, wherein hydrocodone, methamphetamines, and a firearm were recovered. These items did not belong to you. Yes, ma'am. And do you acknowledge the following statement? I recognize, accept, and deeply regret that my talent and music indirectly furthered YSL the game to the detriment of my community. YSL as a game must be in. Is that your statement or acknowledgement? Yes. What's your views after hearing Gunna's um, responses to those statements that he made? Listen, I don't got no views on it. It's clear as day. I feel like you know when 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 it's your favorite when it's your favorite artist with a million excuses. You know? It's clear as day. What is the point? It's clear as day. Me and you fighting. Me me and you fighting a case, right? Me and you fighting a case. I, I I'm Danny. You Jamal, right? Okay. We both robbed the bank together. We robbed the bank together. You fighting for your life, right? It's we we fight for your life. My role is not as crazy as your role, right? My role not cra as crazy as your role. So you gonna take it all away because you 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 don't got no plea like I got a plea. But I'm gonna say once you plead guilty, you admit to the crime. So the, not only do the do do the do the prosecutors, do the state, do the feds, anybody who's who, who's 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 going against you, once you plead guilty, that's it. You you admitting. You walking into that courtroom, you gonna admit everything you did wrong, straight up. You gonna admit. So now anything you say is gonna be used against your man. Like once I say yes, I'm guilty. I was there. I, once you go under oath in that courtroom and the stenographer is typing all of this shit up, your man is dead, nigga. They you just hung your man because now they're gonna be like, your man walked in. True, I'm Danny, right? I'm fighting a case with my with, with my man Jamal. We just robbed the bank, right? Put it in okay. for y'all to see. We just robbed the bank. We both get locked up for the for the for the bank robbery. I was just the getaway driver. My man walked in there armed to rob the bank. His his role is 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 more crazier than my role. He gonna get more time than I am. I'm still part of it, but my role is not. I'm I'm not the top guy, right? I'm Danny. He's Jamal. If I come, if I come to a plea agreement with the with the prosecutors, and I say, you know what, I'm gonna take this plea. I'm gonna admit to my wrongdoings. I'm gonna admit to my crime. I'm gonna say yes, I was there. I did it. If my man don't got the same plea as me, once I plead, remember he fighting for his life. He's going all the way. He don't got the same plea I got. He's not having it. So me pleading guilty. It's only making it worse for my man. It's I'm saying I was there. Yes, I did it. I plead guilty. I am guilty. I am guilty. Anything you you just said in that courtroom is gonna be used against your man, my man. That shit is over. It's quiet. Lights out. Curtains closed. You just you just told the state, the judge, whoever is there to incriminate you. My man was there. He's there. We did it. Why? Because I said, yes, I'm guilty. Give me my time. I don't give a fuck what happened to this nigga. But yes, we were there. We did it. Do you get me? Okay, so you heard some of that. His audio was trash. I don't know what um, Mexican Bluetooth he's using, but the audio was trash. But what he's basically saying is that he felt like Gunnar wrote and, you know, told on uh, Young Thug 
basically by pleading guilty. Now, he also took to Instagram and he also wrote this. This was on 6ix9ine's Instagram today. He said, just shut the F up and listen. I know y'all don't want to accept it. Your man is fighting for his life in court on a gang Rico. Judge, are you aware that YSL is the gang? You are aware that YSL is a gang, correct? Fat ass gunner. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> he is so messy. Judge, only you and Jeffrey in the car and the police find a handgun and drugs. Did This didn't belong to you, correct? Fat ass gunner. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead and make your millions of excuses. I stand on whatever I did or did, on whatever I do or did. That's why I'm still walking on this earth and nothing ever happens to me. I am him, pussy. Little niggas getting shot and kicked in their face can't be me. Fat ass gonna, yes, ma'am. So 6ix9ine is definitely speaking on this situation. He has a lot to say. And he, what was that? A shot at Nipsey? He's so like, what the fuck do that got to do with anything? He's sick one. Um, what part was a shot at Nipsey? When he said people getting shot and, and kicked in their face. Um, yeah. What the fuck? He, he just, he just really, really bitter. Um, now I will say there's a difference between taking a plea and, um, cooperating, like, right, like, um, writing a statement, you know, they question you, you write, it's a full statement. You sign your name, you pick out people, you help the investigation. Then when a the trial comes, you go to trial, you reinforce what you said. Um, you point people out. On, on the stand, there's a difference between that and signing the plea. However, signing a plea can be detrimental to the people that you're fighting with. Mm -hmm. If you sign a plea and everybody else wants to fight, then you're kind of putting them in a very, very tight spot to try and fight once you admit guilt. Um, now, additionally, a lot of the questions that they asked Gunna in that plea bargain that was very very particular in particular the one question about so you were in the car with the gun and the drugs um in whatever year and those gun and drugs were not yours correct that i've never seen no shit like that in a plea deal that was damn near that was testifying to me in my opinion and what's even more creepy is the fact that 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 whole video leaked online why would yeah. that leak online so I feel like there's a lot of games being played in this entire case. And they're trying to also plant seeds of dissension because they know once that that court case, that little court snippet that we showed on um, Instagram, once that leaks online, it's going to start possibly a situation where people feel like, well, he's turning on us, quote unquote, right, by denouncing YSL and saying, well, it wasn't mine. Well, if it's not your drugs and your gun, and there's only one other person in the car, it's that person. So then right. that might plant the seed that other people are like, well, damn, if he's rolling, let me go ahead and say what I know. Exactly. And the co-founder of YSL pleaded guilty today as well. Oh, did he? He did. So I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like the co-founder of YSL pleading guilty is much more damaging to Young Thug than Gunna pleading guilty. So today's show sponsor is Wandering. Whitney Houston's voice defined a generation. Even after her death, her talents remain unmatched, but her incredible success hit a deeply private pain. 
Even the Rich is a podcast from Wondery that tells the jaw-dropping stories about the tumultuous lives of the world's elite, from the greatest family dynasties to pop culture superstars. The newest season explores how Whitney Houston seemingly had it all. She was stunning, her voice was angelic, described as a once-in-a-generation talent, and despite all of this, she felt trapped between several worlds, black versus white, R&B versus pop, gay versus straight. She meant something different to every person, every fan, and as pressure mounted, drugs became her only escape. But soon enough, addiction took control and stole her from the world decades before her time. Even the rich chronicles Whitney's rise to pop culture prominence and her infamous fall from grace. So if you want to sip some tea with Even the Rich, you can listen to them ad-free on Amazon Music or on the Wandery app. So make sure to check them out. Um, that's for one. But for two, I feel like people, again, they don't want to face the responsibility. Young Thug has a lot more to worry about than Gunner pleading guilty in his case. The evidence on this case is overwhelming. We've been saying this from the beginning. What does that have to do with the, how are you going to fight the wiretaps? How are you going to fight the fucking, the guns? How are you going to fight the murder, the rented car that you rented with the, that the people went and shot somebody with? There's so much more evidence that he has to worry about versus somebody pleading guilty. But that is the power of the Rico. You, 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 you round up all these people and then some people have little to do with it and some people have a lot to do with it. And either all of them take all of the same consequences, which is a minimum of 20 years, or some people start pleading guilty and taking responsibility for their part and keeping it fucking pushing. And what that does is that puts pressure on everybody to either plead or get that mandatory, which is a minimum of 20 years. That's, yeah. that's the power of it. And that's exactly why they went after Rico. And this is why even in that audio, when they're asking, you know, why a cell is a gang? And he had to admit, you know, initially I thought it was a music collective of guys who rapped, but then he later on confirmed that it was a gang. So you're definitely right when you say that even his words can affect the case because now there's no room for you to say that this is just a legitimate or organization. Mm -hmm. What is going to happen now is that, no, you use the music part as a front, mm -hmm. but behind the scenes, it was anything but a legitimate organization. Y'all might pay taxes. Y'all might, you know, have people on payroll legitimately, but you guys were also taking this money to create this whole gang enterprise that was terrorizing Atlanta. Absolutely. And it's crazy because, I mean, I feel like I, I don't know all of the 28 people, but I do feel like, you know, the gunner situation is maybe a little special because I don't know how, I don't know how much, I guess if you're, if you're aligned with a gang and you're claiming it, then you're in it. Mm -hmm. So now whatever happens, you're supposed to go down with it. Like, that's just, that's just how gangs rock. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever happens, y'all all, all kind of go down and y'all all, all suffer the consequences but i really i don't know i think gunner might have just been a regular civilian actually i don't think he actually had really nothing to do with that shit mm -hmm. which is which is the part that makes it so dangerous is why i always tell me and you both you got to be careful who you align yourself with who you hang with you know what i mean like who you get money with we talked about that at the last podcast mm -hmm. who you start businesses with all that shit because He's dealing with a load of issues that's probably majority not his just because right. he wanted to get, you know, in an industry or he wanted to be he wanted to have an image. And now you got to wear that image. That's just what it is. 
Yeah, and that's the unfortunate part is that, you know, everybody's gangster and everybody's tough on records until it comes down to having to do real time. Yep. Then people really feel away. And even 600 Breezy, um, he came out today and he was speaking on it. So I want to go ahead and read to you what 600 Breezy said. He says, um, Gunner has a state RICO, not a federal. Them is two totally different ball games. Stop throwing that word snitch around. You never even caught a misdemeanor. Only thing he would have did wrong was pleading guilty alone and not as a group decision because him admitting to his crimes makes it harder for his rappies to fight their charges. Then he says, I got a 10-year state conspiracy and did three and a half years total in prison, 10 years of parole. Hood rich Pablo Juan got 15 years state RICO and only had to do five in. If it's federal, it's 85 to 95%. Y'all are not lawyers. Free YSL. He's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely right. Now, I do wonder if Gunner would have fought his, though. I feel like he would have had a pretty good chance. Like, I, they didn't have much on him, so I feel like he could have held out mm-hmm. on the plea and 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 tried to see. But but you you really can't gamble with a Rico. I mean, that's just the truth. You can't really gamble with it. You can't really take the chance. But because he had the conspiracy, he had the Rico charge. So if if somehow he could have just, you know, fought the other case, the 2017 and 2018, then maybe he would have been all right. Um, if he would have waited, you can't wait though. You can't because if because then you don't get that option of the alpha plea. Now they're not going to give it to you. They're going to purposely spite you. I actually had a um a similar situation when I got locked up one time. My wife was in the car with me, right? And my wife was on parole. And but she didn't do anything. She was completely innocent. And she was going to take it to trial and I was going to take a plea. So when I went to go take the plea, on the paper it said you're pleading guilty to conspiracy with blank blank, my wife's full name. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back. I went back to the cell and I was I was trying to get my messages back to her like, hey, if I plead, you know, your name is going to be on this, which means you, you may not be able to, you know, fight. So I said, OK, well, wait, let you fight your case first. See what happens with that. And then I'll take my plea later. And they was like, well, if you wait, you no longer get the plea. Mm-hmm. So y'all both fighting or you going to take this plea now. That's it. You won't have the option. So I think what happened was I think Gunna didn't have probably wouldn't have the option later. But I'm wondering if they're going to make him testify because um, that's also on the on the plea deal on his that he has to testify if they want him to. But then remember when he released that statement, he claims that he's not going to testify. But my thing is, even though he's releasing the statement, when the court system comes for you, there is no I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to testify or we're going to rework this Alfred plea, your choice. And that's the part where it can get kind of scary because, you know, could they take certain things back and say that he's not, you know, abiding by the terms of this agreement that we gave him? Because let's also not forget, they're trying to make an example out of hip hop. This is a major case dealing with a major player in hip hop. And so it's like, if we can take down YSL, Trust and believe they can come after OTF, 4PL, and you know all these other little mm-hmm. acronym names. Um, what's that NBA Young Boys Click? You know, so this is like setting a precedence. 
But the thing is, T, if he did do that, and if he does have it in his mind that he's not going to testify, he now knows how much time he's going to get. He now knows that they can't give him no more than five years. That's so true. If, so, so maybe I'm willing to take that. Maybe I'm willing to do the four years or the five years, but I'm not willing to do the 20. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that that might be his motivation to say, I'm not testifying no matter what. Because the worst they can do to him is give him the additional four. And if he walks off, say he walks off two years before Doug go to trial and he has to testify, then it'll only be two years left on, on the four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that might be high risk, um, low risk, low reward. He might be willing to do that time. That's true. He might be. But again, a lot of these people talk a good game, but it's very different when you're in jail and you're and you're or you're going to prison and now you're just like everybody else in there. Nobody cares about your celebrity status. And that's why I say a lot of people need to understand when you're out here doing dirt and being associated with certain people, understand that if stuff comes, if, if things befall you and your click, are you willing to do that time? Because it sounds good on record. But when you're actually in that situation, it's a whole nother ball game. And especially if people look at you as, yo, you had a, you were blessed and you totally squandered your blessings. You know, um, even right now, we can talk real quick about the whole situation that's going on with Gucci Mane and Pooh Shiesty. Uh, Gucci's out here basically really upset at how Pooh Shiesty is being treated right now in the Louisiana prison. So he's trying to reach out to Kamala Harris and, you know, the vice president. And he's tagging all these people on Instagram. And this is what he says. He says, we do not pay attention to how inmates in the U.S. are treated. Apu Shiesty has been sent to a prison 1,500 miles from his home, 23-hour lockdown, given empty food trays. USP Pollock should be invested immediately. On top of that... Um, why was that? Uh, YFN Melly, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, murder his, on my mind. Yeah, his was crazy. Well, he was, yeah, saying. he says that he's scared he might die in prison, mm-hmm. that he's getting such horrible treatment, being beat up by guards, 23 hour lockdowns. And so, you know, of course, most people don't have a lot of sympathy because one, um, you know, he allegedly killed two of his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Pooh Shicey situation, Pooh Shicey's just an idiot, I, I don't care. Um, my thing is a lot of people look at it like y'all were blessed. Y'all had fame. Y'all had money. Y'all had girls. Why not just do the right thing? Just make your music and get your money. But y'all still want to have half a foot in the streets. So that's the thing. You know, people wrap all this, you know, criminality in their music without understanding the stuff that you're rapping about. Armed robberies, drive-by shootings, selling drugs. These can cause you to get double digits in prison. So if you're also partaking in this, are you willing to do the time? Absolutely. Now, the YNW Melly thing, I mean, what he's alleged to have done is fucking heinous and retarded. Um, But he's still in county. Like, meaning he's still fighting it. You know, it hasn't come out yet exactly what's going on. So, I mean, I've seen certain things that look like he pretty much did it, but it's still supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. And sometimes I've seen... When celebrities come through, they treat them worse because they want to prove that they're not showing any type of favoritism. But what ends up happening is they treat them way worse than they would treat just the regular person. And when I was reading what he was saying was happening, he said that they moved him onto a pod with no other people there. 
that is terrifying. Like the, the, the pods are usually like the size of, um, they, they remind you of like, I'm sure y'all seen like 60 day in and see the they look like those like Titanic, uh, things, you know, they're, they're pretty big. Mm-hmm. And he said that they moved him on a unit. They moved everybody out and moved him in by himself. That is some really, really scary shit. Um, if that's happening to him, I would hope that somebody would, you know, go and check and go and check on him and make sure, you know, he's okay. Um, but in terms of once you get to prison, fucking newsflash Gucci, like that's what the fuck happens in prison. I'm sure he knows he did a lot of time. Right. You know <laughs> so it's like, you know, just because you're a celebrity, you don't get no motherfucking break. You know, this is it's prison. It's real shit. I guess you're going to be fucking, they will play with your food. They will spit in your fucking tray. They will slide your shit under the door and the door got all this fucking um, lint and, and hair oh. and all this shit and they will slide your shit. Your bread be having all this lint and all that shit on it from sliding under your door. Yeah, they grimy. That's, that's, that's how it is. Oh. So it's best to remove your ego, especially being a celebrity because a lot of times they treat you like that because you came in there and they feel like you think you somebody type shit. You know what I'm saying? And then they then they show you you ain't no fucking body. You know, so I mean, I hope who shiesties in there humble. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it sound like probably went wrong. But that YNW Melly thing that sounds that sounds crazy. If what he was describing is true, he mm-hmm. says he hasn't made a phone call in like over a year. He said he hasn't gotten any commissary in like over a year. No commissary privileges. And once they moved him to that that empty pie, that's scary. I ain't gonna lie. They moved me to a fucking empty pie. I would be I would be terrified. I, they probably in there torturing them. So now when they move them to an empty pod, I thought when they put them in isolation is to protect them from other prisoners. So that's not always the case. Isolation is you're still on a pod with other people. Mm-hmm. So you're in isolation, but you're in the isolation in your room by yourself. And then they have like these yards that are like dog kennels. Mm-hmm. They're really, really small. So you in that by yourself, you know what I'm saying? But you can still hear other people screaming through the doors you could still see other people through the little window. You know what I mean? You could shout all, all day long, all night, talking to people in the unit. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a situation where the complete pod is emptied out and mm-hmm. you're the only person in it. So that's nobody, very eerie. Yeah, nobody can hear you scream if if, if, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. To you. Nobody can be a witness to anything that's happening if, if they're doing anything to you. And if they put you in the right damn cell, you will you'll probably be in a blind spot. If they're gonna go through all that to put you in the pod alone, they probably got you in the blind spot where the cameras can't even see. You know what I mean? Right, doing all types of crazy doing stuff. all types of shit to you. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. If that's true. You know, and it doesn't get any realer than that. And I think that's the problem is that a lot of times in the music and in the music videos, you know, they talk all this rah-rah, you know, criminality, gangster shit, but nobody really talks about what happens once you go to jail and what happens once you go from jail to prison. Cause you're telling me stuff that I didn't even know. I thought I watched every episode of lockup. I didn't even know about the empty pods, you know, and even with lockup, they're going to show you what they want you to see. Right. You know, it's heavily edited, you know, it's TV friendly, but yeah, if you're in an empty pod by yourself, I can see how that can drive you crazy. And who's to say that those guards may not be molesting him, mm-hmm. harassing him, making him do all types of unthinkable things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, it, it's it, it's it's insane. And that's the thing that Young Thug, I'm sure, is learning to go from this 
high pedestal and this popularity of being this, you know, gangster rapper and, you know, being like this bigger than life figure in Atlanta to now you're sitting here in a dirty jail cell like everybody else, literally trying to stay alive because it gets that real in jail. Remember the, uh, when our last episode, when we talked about it, why Finn Lucci wanted to be, you know, taken home and just given house arrest because they kept trying to shank him. Yep. Yeah, no, because when they get their high stakes, it's a lot of money. And those guys, they want to be accepted. And they, some of them, first of all, some of them are facing life and they know they're never getting out. Mm. So if there's a way that they can, you know, arrange something to send a check to their mom, send a check to their family, possibly, you know, not have to worry about getting how they're going to feed themselves for the next 10 years because, you know, a nice little check could get them through. They're going to do that shit. And they want to be accepted. Like, like jail, because they're in like jails right now. Jail is like a, a wild type of place. Prison is more settled because people already got their time. You know, people trying to get through their time, do their programming, like whatever. It's not as crazy as jail. Jail is the fucking wild, wild west. You got people mm. coming in and leaving out, coming back the same day. You got drug addicts. You got fucking people, you know, detoxing and shit. And it's just, ugh, the jail is just really grimy and, and nasty. So you have so many different like personalities trying to exist in this place. And then you throw something, you throw a fucking millionaire in the middle. Mm. Everybody is trying to find a way to capitalize off of that, you know, be it through violence, be it through providing drugs, be it through providing girls, whatever, like whatever they can do to get close to that money, they're going to do. They're super desperate. You know what I mean? So and, I'm assuming there's a lot of extortion going on too. What? Hell yeah. You ain't even got to be a, a millionaire to get extorted. Shit, even if you even if you got a good family that take care of you, people are going to... And extortion comes in different ways. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but and especially like in women's prison, they're like mad, more sneaky with it and shit. Um, but it, it, it comes in different ways. But everybody wants to be supported. And if a person is supported, you got the jealousy there, but you also have people just trying to get close so that they can somehow benefit off that support. You know, mm -hmm. like you're, it's very classist. Like you're automatically popular in prison if you go to the store every week. Like you're just automatically popular. Oh, wow. Almost like high school. Yeah. Like, okay, and, like she got money. She's always at the school store. She got the good snacks. Yep. You got okay. the yeah, you got the you got the sneakers, you got the boots, the rocky boots. They they like $115, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, you and your bougie friends dress up in your sweatsuits and your fucking brand new boots and go out to the yard. You know what I mean? Oh, like wow. yeah. so it's the same hierarchy even in theirs yeah. as it is out here. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so with that being said, when you put a lot of money that shit just changed the whole it changed the whole power dynamic and now you have the ceos who are fighting against that power dynamic mm. you know what i mean okay. um, because now that that person that has all that money they they have majority of the power um which is why it makes the guards get so irrational to try and strip that power away you know it's 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 a it's a crazy scene it really is wow Wow. I never looked at it from that point of view. I'm glad you're really speaking on it from somebody who's been in the inside. Because like I said, before me and you became friends and you would tell me a lot of stuff, I was I was like, okay, well, locked up, out of sight, out of mind. You know, like mm -hmm. you don't really, unless you're like 
dealing with a family member who's in jail or writing somebody, you don't know. You're just like, okay, that person got sentenced to 10 years, good riddance, good luck. We'll see you in 10 years, right? That's mm -hmm. how most people in society look at it. So they don't ever look at that humanity side of it. And we're not saying that any of these guys are, are you know, innocent or necessarily good people, but you have a right to live. Absolutely. And you know what I'm saying? And not be abused, um, you know, just because you're in prison doing time. There's certain rights that are still given to you. And a lot of people feel like you shouldn't even have those rights. Well, that's not how it works. You Absolutely. know, you, you mm -hmm. as long as you're still alive, you know what I mean? You have you you should be entitled to a certain quality of life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like no matter how much time you do. I work with this guy. He killed five people. He's serving five life sentences. And he's been in jail longer than I've been alive. Prison. He's been in prison longer than I've been alive. Mm -hmm. But he's still alive. He's still a person. You know what I'm saying? So even though what he did was horrific, and even though he's like a beautiful person now, he's changed so much, and I couldn't imagine him doing what he did. He still what he did what he did, and he gotta he gotta he gotta wear that. But he's still here now. You know what I'm saying? So since he's still here now, he deserves a certain quality of life, no matter how heinous the crime that he committed was. And mm -hmm. I think that sometimes that's the part that kind of get lost, especially like with celebrities. Remy talk about it a lot. Remy said they used to treat her just so much extra just because, you know, she was who she was. Um, so she tried to fight that by just being super regular. You know what I mean? Give me the, give me the, give me the job where you sweep the fucking unit. You know what I mean? Give me like whatever, like just super down to earth so that it could change their way of thinking like, oh, she actually cool. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I thought she was going to be on some nut shit, but she, she actually all right. Um, so sometimes you just gotta like humble yourself so you can be able to get through it a little bit better, you know, but it's bad. It's, it's sad, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm not super upset about it. Cause I need the youth to see that this is what happens. I need yeah. them to see it on, on, on public display. So everybody can see it. You know, a lot of these kids have never like, you know, went through the trial process. They don't understand like these pleas and like the Rico and all that. They don't know what's going on, but you're going to see in a minute. You're going to fucking see because Doug not getting out of the situation. He's not. No. And like you said, his, his the least of his problems is gonna. Yes. Because they have him on so much other stuff they have so much other evidence on him him on wiretaps they have dms of those two gentlemen talking about what we gonna do with the body and just all types of just foolishness you know so and if they can tie everything back to him being that he is quote unquote the leader of ysl that's what they're gonna do they're trying to go after the big fish they're i mean right now they did the same thing right in the 80s with the mafia Right now, there's really, I'm not saying that the mafia is all the way gone, but they're not as big and glamorized as they were back in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. So now the new thing that's being glamorized and that got kids wilding um, is hip hop. Mm -hmm. And it's them glamorizing this particular culture and the gang. I mean, we see everything that went down with mob ties. Mm -hmm. Like both the Jay Prince's sons, y'all have never had to struggle. Yeah. Daddy may have, but y'all were silver spoon babies. But then y'all still at your big age, because they're I think they're both in their 40s, late 30s, early 40s. Okay. And you're sitting here promoting this whole mob ties culture, this whole mafioso, black mafioso culture. And now that shit's gotten real with the death of takeoff, 
now there's crickets. Now everybody's nervous. Now you got one of the guys who was arrested talking about he wants to hire a private eye. And I mean, it's crazy. People don't think about stuff like this when they're in the moment. Those consequences are real. And this is not a movie. Absolutely. Now, I wouldn't, I'm not, I know they grown men, so I, I, I'm not trying to blame their daddy. But no. I wish the fuck I would build a hip hop empire and then raise my sons to literally just mooch off fucking rappers. If you don't take your ass to fucking school, if you don't start a construction company, if you don't do something to like extend this legacy, like what 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 was Jay Prince was sleep at the fucking wheel raising them raising the boys? I don't understand how they just turned out to be hanger owners of rappers, extorting rappers. That's that's right. gonna be your legacy. Like that shit doesn't even make sense. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I would have tried to do at least a better job than that, and you know, have them actually, you know. Be be something, be somebody in whatever industry, but I just don't understand how they turned out to be that. Exactly. And I think that's the sad part of it is what is the legacy that you're leaving for your children? What is the legacy that you're leaving for the next generation, even if you don't have kids? You know, and Young Thug has a lot of children. Um, even now, today, his sister came out. I'm gonna play this clip really quick. She came out to speak on it. And um, it's very interesting the things that she's saying pertaining her brother and Gunner's situation. She's basically, for the most part, saying that um, Gunner's not a snitch. Y'all leave him alone. So we're going to go ahead and listen to what she has to say here. Going on, he's not making, he's not hitting my brother. So can y'all please stop that? Can y'all please stop? If y'all, if y'all love Gunner, then y'all give him support. Like, what the fuck y'all over there doing? Y'all tripping. It'd be the internet for me. And no, I haven't posted him because I was just told that what? nobody really supposed to have communications with each other right now. So I don't want to mess up his his um shit. So why would I just go and post it? You know, like. Y'all got to that shit, though, bro. Like, y'all destroy people's lives and careers. Can y'all please stop saying that people ready and people decent that, like... Okay, and then um, Gunner's lawyer came out and he released this statement. He says, Gunner did not snitch to get out of jail. He said nothing and is not cooperating. His plea statement cannot be used in court against any defendant, so please stop spreading lies. Now, I feel two ways about this. Um, Dolly White is Young Thug's sister. And so, in a way, I get what she's saying, you know, that, oh, he didn't snitch. But also, I think she's trying to low-key diffuse the situation. Yes. Because right now, the internet is feeling away, uh, and there's a lot of YSL wannabe members out there in these streets. So, if they can pull off a hit on Gunner, Mm. And something happens to Gunner. This is where my mind goes. And something happens to Gunner. And one of these young boys run up on Gunner and do something to him. They can then say, young thug sent that hit. Mm. So I think what she's trying to do is send out dog whistles saying, no, he didn't snitch. No, he didn't do anything because she understands her brother's in enough heap of trouble. Right. So if these members who are on the outside looking in and they're looking at him as a snitch, like if she would have came out and been like, I don't trust him. He don't, she don't put, he don't put my brother in a situation. That would have been a dog whistle to move forward. Right. So I think she's trying to diffuse the situation in the streets of Atlanta. 
so nobody touches him. So if they do touch him, right, in the event, they still feel away like now, nah, you, you know, you got thug in trouble. And because he has a lot of soldiers out there because half the detectives are talking about they're getting threats to this day. Mm -hmm. So in the event somebody does touch Gunna, well, I already put it out there that our, that our family, myself, including thug, we're not looking at him as no type of snitch. He didn't do nothing wrong. So that way, nothing falls back on the thug family. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get it. I didn't look. I didn't look at it like that, but I hear you. Mm -hmm. I, I looked at it, honey. So I looked at it like I when 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 Gunna first pled guilty before I even saw the plea or anything. I felt mm -hmm. like, oh, Thug knew that he was going to plead guilty. Like, cause it's just certain things that with co-defendants, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? If y'all have love and respect, like even with my wife, I came back and I said, hey, you know. I wasn't married yet, but I was like, hey, this is this might fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what you're trying to do. Like, so I felt like that thug might have just gave him the blessing, like, you know, go ahead. You know what I mean? Plead guilty. You know, because it's not cooperating. It's not like, you know, classic cooperating. He's he probably feel like he fucked gonna life up enough. Like, I know this kid wasn't no gang member. I know he wasn't really about that shit. I brought him along with me. He caught a couple cases with me. He rocked it out the whole time. Now we sitting with this Rico, you know what I mean? And he wanna yeah. be guilty to move on with his life, you know? That's yeah. not telling on me. That's not ratting on me. It ain't gonna help me, but it's not a direct rat, so go ahead and do you. That's what I thought. I thought that he might have kind of approved, or, or he might have let him know that he was gonna plead and it was like, I get it. I mean, hustling just ain't true. Like Hove said, like everybody not built to just go down for everybody. That's some special shit for some very special slow people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, right. That's what I. That's what I thought. Yeah, you know, but like I said, I think they're definitely trying to, you know, kind of quell the waters and let people know, like, leave him alone because if he gets touched, it's gonna come back on Thug, mm -hmm. and um. Even with that situation, I mean, I, I see what people are saying. Then, of course, you got the WAC 100s, you know, fanning the flames and instigating. Um, you know, I see where people are taking it a certain way and feeling like, you know, you should have never said anything. You already confirmed that it's a gang. Um, you confirmed that, you know, if the guns and the drugs weren't yours, they were clearly thugs. But at the end of the day, that's, the, that's not the only thing that thug is in there for. Right, you know, so that that's what people need to also realize is that he's looking at some serious time. And another thing, too, with all of these Rico charges that are popping up, especially in hip hop, because we talked about this last time. Um, you know, everybody's hard when it's in the streets and in the music. But remember the Jacksonville boys, the boys from Jacksonville. Remember the father and son? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The father done rolled on the son now. You sure the fuck did. Mm, talk about it. He, he said, if I'm not mistaken, he said, if that was me and my and, and it was my dad, I would have, and I knew my dad didn't do it, I would have stepped up for my dad. He ain't stepped the fuck up for me, so guess what? I'm telling. That's basically what they mm -hmm. <laughs> Went and did a shooting with his son. The son was the shooter. They both get caught on some stupid shit running through people's backyards and all this goofy stuff. And the son refused to take the charge, mm -hmm. you know, but the father is still an accessory. I mean, why is he acting like he was across town? You was running through people's backyards with your son. You weren't the shooter, but you were also there. Well, but yeah, I was there, but, and I'm, I guess I'm just playing devil's advocate, but this, this, this your beef, this your shit. Like, yeah, I might've came with you because you my son or whatever. 
But this is your shit. It's not like it was my whoever shit it was should be the person that mm-hmm. if his mother. I've been locked up with my mother too on three separate occasions. And the first time I got locked up with my mom, they asked, they said, Who where's the drug? Whose drugs was it? Whatever. And I was young, about 14 or something. And my mom said, They my drugs, they mine. You know what I mean? My mm-hmm. mom went to jail, they let me out. Cool. The second time. They said, well, why do you keep letting your daughter sell these drugs, whatever? And my mom looked at me, and I seen it in her eyes, like, bitch, it's, time. it's your turn, bitch. You got to take it. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at the me. last one. Yeah, yeah, right. She looked at me, and she said, well, she beat me up if I don't let her. And I looked at her like, what? Like, girl, you ain't have to do all that. Um, <laughs> but I say that to say, whoever beef it is or whoever stemmed the situation, that's probably who is responsible. And didn't his other son get killed? Mm-hmm. So his other son got killed first, right? From some beef with the sons. It's not the dad's beef. And then, so he in his feelings because he lost his son. You feel me? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's some it's some shit that you caused that got my other son killed. So now I'm with you on the drill because I'm I'm I miss my other son. I'm grieving. I'm going through it. But when we get caught in all that other shit, you should be. I'm with the dad. Fuck that. You should be willing to. You should be willing to take that case. I'm sorry, nah. nah. But it just goes to show you that things sound good in music until you are really sitting in a court of law, and you have no recourse. Mm-hmm. You know that's what we need to understand. There are rules that govern the laws, mm-hmm. and when you get caught up for stuff, everybody's not built to do 10, 15, 20 years. So a lot of people will start, you know, pointing fingers at each other, singing like a canary, uh, trying to snitch on other folks who ain't got nothing to do with the situation. I know about a murder in 97. Sir, we're talking about this one in 2028. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just, it's funny. Like people start bringing up all types of stuff to try and get themselves out of trouble. And that's why we say it's just better, especially if you're young, to just be aware of these things and not even get yourself in that situation from jump. Yeah, but people think they can handle it until they in there and they mom die and that was the only person that wrote them and sent them money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they ain't got shit and they getting bullied and they stink because they using fucking the, the, the infirmer, the indigenous soap or whatever, the indi- the indigenous... How you say that word? Indigenous? No. um, I can't think of how you say it. But it's like the fucking gel soap. You know, oh, you can't even... Af- you, you, indigent. The indigent, the indigent soap and shit, you get picked on and all that. And now you in there lonely and you wish you would have told, you know what I mean? Like that should be, listen, I just recommend that everybody just stay in their own lane. If you like feeling loved, if you like, you know, feeling cared about, appreciated, then freedom is for you. If you mm-hmm. like feeling ignored, forgotten, if you like suffering, then the criminal lifestyle is for you because you will go to prison or you will die. It's just one or the other. So, I mean, it's really that simple. We go, we make it, we like to make it real complicated. Boosie over here acting like fucking Gunner is the reason why Young Thug is in jail. No, right. not. People love to deflect and not take responsibility. Like, that's just what, what people love to do. But keeping it all the way, you know, 100, you know what I'm saying? If If you want you know a very lonely future then keep doing that shit i mean that's it yeah because in the eyes of most people in society out of sight out of mind that's exactly they don't care what happens to you 
Yeah. Like you do the time, do you know, you do the crime, do the time, and people move on. You know, you'll go in as a 18, 19 year old and mentally that's where you're stuck for the next 10, 15 years. And then once you get out, you got to figure out, but well, where do I go from here? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's frightening. Even the people that you think, you know, like I'm still, you know, building relationships with my siblings and shit like that. People that I know my whole life. But so much time had went by, you know what I mean? And then, you know, people be like, oh, well, you always bringing up the jail shit like, you know. Like, like if I bring up, well, you know, that happened, but I wasn't, we weren't in communication. So you didn't know that happened. Oh, you always bringing that, bring up the jail shit. They bring it up. Like it was like a season on TV. No nigga, that was my life. It was like, it was 10 birthdays. That's a long fucking time. I'm not the same person. Every time you see me, you want to talk about some shit that I did when I was seven. Nigga, I'm, that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But because we're so separate, you know, nieces and nephews, people having babies and shit, you come home, they seven, eight, you don't know them. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not maintaining those relationships because it's hard to do, especially for black folks who are not, who don't have as much resources and they got to work hard, you know, to stay above board. They don't have all the time to keep driving five hours to come see you and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like these are just things that people don't think about, you know, and mm -hmm. then they these relationships, your childhood friends, they get married, they got all these kids and shit. You don't know their family no more. So now y'all not cool no more. And it's not nothing personal. It's just that time has separated you from the people that you love, you know, and it's just some real shit. And it's just something that you got to deal with if you blessed to get back the fuck out here. Cause you might not be depending yeah. on what you went in there for. So it's just, it's sad, but you know, it's something that needs to be a little more talked about, a little more exploited. Um, and hopefully it'll start changing how some of these youngins is moving. Yeah. And maybe even start changing some of the stuff that they talk and rap about, because again, they're looking at y'all's lyrics. And they are going to use them against y'all. They're going to use it to build a case, like you said in the last podcast, to paint a picture. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these people are painting clear pictures of what they're involved in. And it's sad because they're not realizing that, again, especially with situations like a Rico, um, the longer the wait, the stronger the case. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you might be rapping and doing all this dirt, you know, like Young Thug back in 2012. And now we're in 2022, about to be 2023. And now the other shoe's about to drop. Mm -hmm. You and ever see that? Good. Did you ever see that compilation of ARA fucking just telling everything? Telling like everything. <laughs> but it's Glass fault, right? Yeah, the, yeah. He said the, the web boy was there. He said, yeah, it's my man. He said, if I tell him to go kill three people, he gonna go kill three people. He said, I seen him do it. Then he said, he said, put the camera on him. Yo, that shit was crazy. But man. what I learned when I was watching it was, I was like, wow, this is a trauma response. This is a trauma response from experiencing so much stuff that you just can't hold it anymore. And you're just, yeah. you're just blurting it the fuck out. Like you're just, cause you will literally put a camera on Ab and he would just start saying the wildest shit. And mm -hmm. I think that a lot of the music is that too. I think it's a trauma response. We're not meant to be, you know, like so savage, you know, like we're not meant to be so brazen. Yes. Murder is like the oldest crime in, in humankind and i think it's very much so a human thing to murder but to the point of you know the desensitizing that has happened i think mm -hmm. it's a trauma response when these kids are putting it in the music so heavily it's like what else are you going to do with it you know mm. so almost like they're getting it off their chest and off yes. their conscious yes i never looked at it like that but i guess it makes sense because even when we go back to the whole war in chirac 
it was insane. I remember watching it back then, and it was like this whole it was like this whole tit for tat. I get this person, they come and get mm -hmm. my homeboy, and then we go to the studio and rap about it. Mm -hmm. We just put this person. It's just, and I guess what you're saying, it makes a lot of sense that that's a way for them to let out that trauma and, you know, get that off their conscience. Mm -hmm. It's and to process. play music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And defend and, it. Um, defend it. Like, you know, you smoke my homie, I smoke my homie, smoking on, you know, you, you're trying to make sense of it. You're trying to rationalize it in your own way. Yeah, you're, you're being really bravado you got a lot of bravado with it and stuff but i mean there's only but so many ways that you can wrap your mind around imagine being 16 and you don't kill three people like that shit is crazy you know what i'm it's saying sick. Um, and it's happening so much you yeah. know like i mean you're in philly and we've we've talked about that all the stuff that's gone on over the past summers you know just like the murder rate and how so many young people taking out other young people and it's just it's really sad mm -hmm. and unfortunately because again music is something that speaks to your subconscious mm -hmm. that's why the old folks used to also say be careful what you listen to at night when you're going to bed absolutely because you're absorbing all of that in so if my favorite rapper is releasing all their trauma through the music, the murders they've committed, the robberies they've done, the, you know, the drugs they've sold. And granted, some of them are over-exaggerating. Some of them are trying to look more gangster than they really are. But nonetheless, if the story and the beat is melodic and good enough, you're not, you don't even care if it's true or, or false. Yeah. And it you could know, be somebody else's story. Be, yeah. It could be somebody else's story. And that, and that could also become your reality. Uh -huh. Because there's been many times where it's like, even for me, the music is so melodic. Like even that murder on my mind, uh -huh. that's a very melodic song. It is. I know when I was watching kids singing it and dancing it, dancing to the song and stuff. And it's like, I have to really check myself. Like they're literally singing about, you know, having murder on their mind. Like that is not normal, but you know, you put it to a hot beat, a hot track, you add a dance to it. Remember when everybody was like, uh, where's Corbin? And it ended up being the kid that was dead in Jacksonville. Yeah. Like one of the guys from Jacksonville had killed, yep. but you know, all over TikTok, all these kids were doing a dance called where's Corbin. So much so the mom had to come out crying. Like y'all are doing dances to my dead son. So we've been so desensitized. It's, it's sad. It is. It is. It is. But I do, we said this before, so let's hope that we're still on track. Mm -hmm. A month ago, or however long ago that was, we said there is a tide coming in the music. There mm -hmm. is a change in terms of content, in terms of, you know, like, everybody's not going to want to be like that gangster. When I saw Diddy's son on the awards and he was doing his little TikTok dance on the stage and shit, I was like, yeah, I was happy to see him do that shit. <laughs> Bring that shit back. You know what I mean? Let's do some one, two steps on the stage. Let's smile. Let's have, you know, fun. Like, you know, right. um, I was, I was actually, that made me feel good seeing him up here. Um, and I hope that is more, you know, people to come. I hope that some of those types of people can start having success because that's what it takes. It takes them to say, oh, they really like that. We're making money off of that. Let's do it again. And let's do it again. Let's do it again. Like yeah. we need some little bow wows and some fucking, you know, little fake little baby ditties and shit. We need that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could say what you want about Diddy. I'm not the biggest fan of his, but his music was fun. Mm -hmm. His music is, is classic. And it's like, you know, when they play, um, I don't care if it's more money, more problems or, you know, any song with Diddy and Mace in the club back in the day, 
you never felt like drama or folks was about to fight or none of that. It's mm -hmm. like people was about to break out in a dance, not break out in a fight. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we do need that again because it's it's just gotten very, very low vibrational. And now we're seeing the fruits coming home to bear and people are, you know, in their feelings. Now, before we go, um, because we've been on for almost an hour, um, I want to hit on the whole Meg the Stallion situation. Uh -huh. I know you're dealing with this mess that Kelsey's out here doing, child. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, for me, listen, I be feel I, I do feel bad for Meg because at the end of the day, she did get shot. I don't give a fuck who she fucked, what happened, mm -hmm. you know, how mad she was, how obnoxious, how drunk. I don't care. She still did get shot at the end of the day. But right. I feel like straight, I mean, I just feel like it's really plain as simple. Tori paid Kelsey. Kelsey, he paid her to just muddy the waters. He paid her to create reasonable doubt. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. she went in there and she fucked that case up. But you know what? I will say this. For her to, for Kelsey to do that, I feel like for her, for Meg to get shot and all this other stuff, you know, Meg done fucked a bunch of her niggas that she done fucked on us. I feel like if I was Meg, I would be sitting back saying, damn, am I, am I that bad of a person? Was I that bad of a person to my best friend? You know, I, I would have to think about it. Cause what would make you do me like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, like you really turned on me for a couple of dollars, but I would have to see you know, maybe maybe where I went wrong. Because, you know, I don't know how true it is, but they say Kelsey used to do all mag homework and shit at college. I don't know how true that is. <laughs> <laughs> Not the homework. That's what they said. It's that she used to do it, take a test and everything. I don't know how true that is, but it's let's say, let's say she let's say she did need to hold her down because she was trying to make this shit work with this rap shit. You know what I mean? So let's mm. say she did try to hold her down and let's say she did then uplift her whole life to be Meg's assistant so her best friend could be a star and constantly trying to support her in that way. And Meg just kept shitting on her fucking her niggas, just doing a lot of doing a lot. And it done harbored enough hate to now that you are willing to turn on me for a nigga that shot me. I mean, I would I don't know. I would have to do some self-reflecting on that. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, but I think another angle is this, right? Because, you know, everybody's saying Tori paid her off, Tori paid her off. And that's definitely a number one possibility. But is this also a possibility? Maybe both of y'all fucked me up so much. Like you said, Meg, I was loyal to you. You was my homegirl. This is the third guy you done smashed behind me. Uh, Tori, I was loyal to you. We were working on a relationship. You smashed my best homegirl behind my back. And then I end up going to jail right behind all this foolishness. Could this be a situation where maybe she didn't get paid by Tori's team, but she's saying, fuck both of y'all. I'm muddying up the waters. Because remember, she already has this little agreement, this Fifth Amendment, I plead the Fifth, that she can't be charged for anything incriminating her. Mm -hmm. So do you think it could be a situation where she's put giving up the middle finger to both of them? Well, I feel like she kind of was, it's, from what it sounded like, it sounded like she wasn't that mad at Tori. It sounded like she was kind of sticking up for him on the way. And I don't mm -hmm. think that she's saying, fuck Meg. I think she's saying, I'm picking me. Bitch, I'm picking the money. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get my life together. I'm not putting you before me no fucking more. Because look where that has gotten me. Where has that gotten me? So now I'm going to take this million dollars and buy my house or whatever, but I'm doing it for me. It ain't about you, how you feel. It ain't about you getting shot. None of that shit. Cause you're not deserving of that grace from me right now. Like, you know, mm -hmm. um, 
But it seemed like through like, I don't know, it just seemed like she's not as mad at Tori as she, I would think that she should be. Just, but yeah, I Yeah, because it seems her. like, you know, they all got into this situation because of him. Right. You know, even from being at uh, Kylie's house to the drive and everything else. And what was very interesting is that today they told her flat out that basically um, if she doesn't stop lying and, and trying to, you know, and, and stop being up front because they already decided they're going to play the audio from September. They decided that. But they had to remind her today that she's not immune from perjury charges. Mm -hmm. At this point, she's doing so much backtracking and pussy popping. And I don't know. I don't remember. I was drunk. I have no idea that it's it's blatant that she's lying. Mm -hmm. You know, she's covering up something. So they told her flat out today, at this point, you will be facing perjury if you keep it up. Mm -hmm. So now she has to decide when they go to trial tomorrow, what is she going to do? Mm, because true. everybody's on to the games that she's playing. Yeah, that's that whole situation. But you know what else? I don't understand why even when, why would Meg even get on that stand and lie still? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why mm. would she lie and say her and Kelsey and Tori never fucked and this and that? Why? It's like her ego can't let go to be vulnerable or to be open you already getting criticized to the to the to the hill people are already attacking you so much what does it matter if you knew that she fucked tori this is like little shit but mm -hmm. it's like she can't let go of her ego enough to just be honest to come off honest so that the jury can give her the benefit of the doubt and believe her over all this foolishness but it's not gonna happen because she done told so many fucking lies and all her lies are so vain like you didn't fuck tori like what that's just a dumbass lie to exchange for, you know, somebody assaulting you in that way. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. at the end of the day, for the most part, nobody gives a fuck who she's fucked or hasn't fucked. You're a grown right. woman. Right. And these are children. You know, they're all adults. If you want to sleep with the whole industry, that's your body count, not yeah. mine. Right. Yeah. But what people do care about is when you lie about little stupid shit. Mm -hmm. Because people feel like if you're lying about this, then what else are you lying about? Because it's really not a big deal. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that she's trying to protect her reputation. What reputation? Do you listen to her raps? Mm -hmm. Like, let's not act like she's the Amy Grant of rap. <laughs> like, so it's like, to me, the reputation, sexual reputation part really shouldn't even matter. It's about if this man shot you, let's get him prosecuted. Yeah, and tell the tell the fucking truth. Tell what happened, like or say, "I'm bitch, I was drunk as shit. I don't know, but I do know these parts." Because one thing about like when people were saying how she was saying, you know, he was above the car, he was below the car, whatever. You know, when I went to prison for the for the shooting, I testified on my own behalf. And when they was asking me the questions about, well, where was where was the cop when you shot, and where was your, I was answering to the best of my recollection. Come to find out, I was on the whole opposite. When I said he was on the right side, he was really on the left side. So when I got off of the fucking stand, my lawyer was like, oh, yeah, well, he was really on the left side. But And I'm like, oh, shit, like, how did I do that? And they like, that's human error. That's human recollection. That happens all the time. This is a traumatic event. This is a shooting. People don't remember these things so clear, like people assume that you would. Like, it's not that. Like, you can see something in your mind that never even fucking really happened based off of just how you taking that trauma from that event. So mm -hmm. I just feel like I don't understand why she won't just bear it all and just say, well, I was drunk as shit. I don't really remember all that. But these are the parts that I do fucking remember. You know what I'm saying? It's just- yeah, really even weird. the fight, it's like nobody wants to even talk about the fight that happened 
in that driveway where there was a missing nail and jewelry. Mm-hmm. It's like Kelsey's trying to ignore it and not go there. Maggie's trying to ignore the fight and not go there. And that's the thing. It's like the story is just so convoluted. It just does not make sense. And for somebody's nail to come off, I mean, there was some really some serious blows going on. Mm-hmm. You know, for a nail to come off, that means y'all are really fighting. Because that's one of the worst things to happen is to be in a fight and a nail come off. I think maybe they really genuinely don't really remember that shit like that, though. I think they only have, I think they only have the highlights in their mind, right? Like mm-hmm. in the car arguing when it first started, then they don't know what happened in the middle and then the shot, the, the shooting, you know, like mm-hmm. that's how sometimes when you be all lit like that and then some crazy shit happened, you only really remember the shit, the, 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 you know, the things that changed it into something else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it could be possible that they really don't really know. I'm wondering why the driver ain't talking or the security guard or whoever. Well, somebody was saying the driver don't ran off. Can't nobody find him. Mm. So That's I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if maybe he was paid off and drove off to the sunset. Because yeah, we yeah. ain't heard from him. He ain't released no statements since 2020. I mean, it's like the driver don't even exist. Because I was thinking like, well, when is he coming to court? But when I've been seeing, they've been saying that they can't find him. So I'm not even sure. Mm. Tori got that independent money, baby. You know what I mean? He yeah. got that independent money. That shit getting long. You feel me? <laughs> He's really trying to pay folks off. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch and see how everything ends up. You know, like I said, I have no dog in this fight. You know, at this point, it's been dragging on since 2020. I just want to know, is he guilty or not guilty? Mm. You know, well, um, I, I don't see them finding him guilty. It's too much reasonable doubt. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's very, very unfortunate. I do. At the end of the day, like, you know, beyond all the lies and all the other bullshit, I just think it's just not. You know, sometimes I think, you know, sometimes I feel like we say like, you know, things or, you know, black women, they do feel under attack. They don't feel protected. They don't. And this is like a magnified example of that. So I just think it's very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. The whole situation is crazy. So we'll see what happens. I think they're going to be done by next week, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, we're definitely paying close attention and providing everybody with updates. And we'll also be paying to- close attention as well to this whole situation with Young Thug and Gunna and the rest of the YSL people. But once again, thank you so much for joining me today, BL, and thank just coming through. Thank Step you guys. Zeus's. All right, y'all. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.